This edition of True Hill Heat is sponsored to you by Wrestling Travel. Wrestling Travel is an organization that brings wrestling fans from all over the world together to go to your biggest events like WrestleMania, Wrestle Kingdom, and Bound for Glory. To learn more, go to WrestlingTravel.org and also subscribe to the Wrestling Travel YouTube channel and learn all about wrestling travel and check out Lockdown Sessions with Justin Clapper. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3. We are back once again with a new edition. This time, True Hill Heat 82. On this edition of True Hill Heat, we will be discussing the status of Kyrie Sane and Rey Mysterio with the WWE. Mm. We will be discussing week 39 of the Wednesday Night War as it was night two of both Great American Bash and Fighter Fest. We're going to be previewing uh, the New Japan Cup 2020 finals as well as Dominion 2020 this weekend. So, of course, you know me, but I am back once again with the princess of all the true heels, Miss Chrissy Love. Hello, 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 everybody. <laughs> and of course, he is out. He's out on vacation. He is outside on this edition. You don't see the Titans in the background. It is the resident true heel alcoholic, Top Guy JJ. Even on vacation, even on vacation, I can't get away from this. I can't get away from this scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined this time. We've been on a nice little streak of very oh, yes. special guests from incredible podcasts. We always support our fellow wrestling podcasts, and this is one that holds a very special place in me and JJ's heart because we met them very last year at the Bullet Club Block Party. We were nice. two of the three podcasts chosen to be on podcast row at the bullet club block party so we had to get one of the good brothers from the armchair bookers podcast on this episode so we are joined by armchair fridge he is here with us the booking extraordinaire nice thank you thank you thank, <laughs> thank, thank <laughs> you yeah, man. Well, yeah man this is it's been a long time coming man it's been long overdue brother like yes you know we 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 first got to first got to connect back at the the Bullet Club block party the the, the day of WrestleMania the morning of when mm -hmm. it was scorching fucking hot. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was a fucking barbecue out there. I caught like the I got the darkest I've ever gotten in a seven hour span in my life. <laughs> I fell asleep on WrestleMania because of that because it was oh my god that was so early and I was drunk. There's nothing wrong with being drunk so early, Saptar, JJ. Dude, we were drinking alcohol. I literally brought a, a Gatorade full of alcohol at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was but a yes. work trip. It's fine. <laughs> right, you were working. Fine. That's what you were supposed a, to do. It's a work vacation. It's fine. It's, it's all right. Uh, thank you guys for the warm introduction. Uh, for those who may not know me, I am the man, the myth, the current armchair bookers predictions champion, uh, the fridge. Oh, wow. uh, what we do? Got the strap. Holy I got shit. the strap. You got the champ on the show. I'm doing my media tour this week. All right. So it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's an honor to be here. We uh, we met you guys like you said at the Bull Club Black Party. Uh, uh, there was an instant kinship. Uh, two out of three ain't bad. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna leave that at that, and um, uh, you know to, to dive in a little bit about us, the Armchair Bookers podcast. We are a 
uh, you, you know, we're a, we're a wrestling podcast in the general sense where we cover the ongoing events. We cover uh, we have a show for MLW now, Zero Hour with the Refi Baby. Uh, we have uh, the the big Armchair Booker's podcast main show, and then we also do the Wednesday Night Wars, where me, uh, my uh, my wife Mav, and Stony we cover uh, AEW, and uh, I cover the NXT side, the OG Black and Gold brand, <laughs> and we also. Uh, we also love doing predictions, and that's why I hold this title over my shoulder. Uh, it makes us a little unique, but what makes us truly unique is the bookers in our name. Because what we like to do is we like to see what has happened, what's going to happen, and what can happen. And can we make it better? Can we change it? Can we see where it's going? Uh, I myself have a segment every week on the main show called... Uh, I book it better where I am tossed a fan suggested scenario and I mm. book it out freestyle live on the spot. I don't have time to study. I don't have time to prep. It is all a hundred percent freestyle booking. And uh, that's a little bit of a, what we do every week. That sounds amazing. Thank you. So, so we are going to bring a little bit of that element to this episode of true Uh-oh. hill heat. So if you can stay tuned while we go through all the latest wrestling news and predictions for this weekend's new Japan events at the end of this podcast, I am going to give the fridge a booking scenario for him to book out until, until January. Yes. Uh, that's the what? only hint I'm giving him right now. Yes. Oh, the he has, he has, all pressure's he will, on champ. He will have a booking scenario from the mind of SP3 that he will have to get from here in July to January for a certain <laughs> wrestling. So that is, we are so happy to have the fridge on and representing the Armchair Booker's uh, podcast. Speaking of podcasts, I have to make a little bit of announcement here. If you haven't already, you could check us out on our Twitter page at True Hill Heat. There, I made the announcement that I will be appearing on this week's Wrestle Talk. Friday podcast show yeah. with Luke Owens. So if you if, 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 if you if you never on this pandemic if you've never heard of wrestling talk uh, wrestle talk wrestle talk is one of the biggest wrestling YouTube channels in the world with over seven hundred and seventy thousand subscribers. Mm. Uh, it it's always about bringing the wrestling community together. And recently, it's been trying to bring more diversity and more different co-hosts onto their uh, weekly podcast. And I am just the third person that has been chosen to be a co-host for Luke Owens. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. It's up on the Wrestle Talk uh, uh, YouTube channel right now. If you're checking out True Hill Heat 82, you can also check out the Wrestle Talk Friday podcast show with me and Luke. Owens as we discuss Matt Riddle and his status on the main roster with Mystic Man being very high on him. And as well, you, another big announcement for this week, I've also taken on a role as a featured writer for SportsKeda.com, which is one of the biggest uh, wrestling websites around. I will be doing featured articles up on there. You could check out my five greatest Chris Jericho matches of all time. That is up on SportsKeda right now. So those are our announcements before we get into anything. So... 
We got to start off every True Hill Heat as we always started off with our True Hill Roll Call. This is where we shout out you, the viewers, the supporters, the subscribers for True Hill Heat. First of all, our top three conversation starters on our True Hills group page. Coming in at number three is our New Japan aficionado, James Wims. Coming in at number two is Charles Kirkhoff. And coming in at number one, yes, he is number one again. It is the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. Absolutely, right. as he should. I got a proposal <laughs> for you on True, on True Hill. He 82 right now. I got a proposal for you right now. I say you should potentially denounce the True Hill phenom, and I do think that you should become the True Hill Iron Man. <laughs> well, because I, mean, I don't know how um, a father of two beautiful babies yep. can still not sleep and extend the day by four hours. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know how the fuck do you do it. Yep. There's, and, there's my kid, and my kids are big, and I still don't understand like uh, the, the the time frame that you be on, friend. There's 28 hours in a day. I just sleep for four of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> a couple of the True Hills that we got a shout out, but I actually might take that suggestion since the real phenom retired. I should retire that name. We maybe maybe I'll think about it and we'll decide on True Hill. He 83. Okay. Uh, coming. A couple of True Hills, we got a shout out. Alex Torres Lemon, Ryan Ainge, Joy, Joy uh, Chetri, Tom Carr, Channing Turner, Evan Christopher Jones. And then for our YouTube subscriber highlight, I decided to do something new this week. You guys can let us know in the comments section below if you want us to be something ongoing. But I've decided now I'm going to read the comments for the last episode of True Hill Heat. So for our YouTube <laughs> subscriber highlight section, I got a shout out uh, Kwame Shafir, who said uh, for True Hill Heat 81, I would have supported Tessa going to AEW, but since she's a racist and a bully, I'm glad other promotions, including AEW, chose to stay away from an unprofessional POS. Uh, because you forgot to say scumbag, day, too. Because I mean, at the end I mean, of the you day, you just say POS. I mean, you know. <laughs> You know, POS it mean it means something. You can you can look it up if you don't know already. And it's, and it's uh, not a computer. It's not a computer system either. <laughs> not a point of sale. Yep. <laughs> uh, Barry White, one forty nine. He said, "I know that handsome man with the glasses and the beard." No, he's not talking about you, the fridge. Uh, <laughs> It, it, that was a shout out to Jonathan from Dirt Sheet Radio. We want to shout him out for appearing on True Hill Heat 81. He definitely uh, got a lot of people's attention with his opinion, especially our debate about Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. Uh, the Wrestling Lowdown Show, he says, great show again, good news segment. Thank you very much, Wrestling Lowdown Show. And Archie Lee said, yo, I am feeling this channel. So many angles I can go. Man, I wish I knew y'all for real all love homie 100 percent. yes archie <laughs> we we appreciate you filling the channel and we appreciate you being a subscriber and enjoying true hill heat 81 good brother so that is our youtube subscriber highlight for true hill heat 82 put down in the comment section below if you want us to read your comment on true hill heat 83 so Let's get into what we missed. So what we missed, uh, New Japan Cup action. We had the semifinals this week with Kazuka Okada defeating Hiromu Takahashi. And, and in a surprise, 
yes, and when I say surprised, I mean I was very surprised because my prediction to win the New Japan Cup lost in the semifinals as Evil defeated Sonata convincingly to set up our finals of Evil versus Okada. So stay tuned to the end of this episode. At the end, we will be predicting the finals of the New Japan Cup as well as the following night's Dominion event. And we got to talk about SmackDown, what we miss. Matt Riddle, bro. He beat uh, John Morrison in a banger, but he also cut a promo about how he had frostbite, explaining why he doesn't wear shoes. Vince McMahon, I will just tell you. Bruce Pritchard, I will just tell you. Matt Riddle does not need to be scripted. That's all I will say. Uh, <laughs> Styles defended the Intercontinental title against Drew Gulak. And Chrissy, I got to ask you about the closing segment for SmackDown this week with Sheamus doing a toast to Jeff Hardy. If you didn't think that things for SmackDown could get it even any worse, well, it did. Um, I don't know who wrote that segment or... Who thought of it and said, let's, you know what, let's have Seamus in someone's living room slash hotel room. I don't know. And let's toast Jeff Hardy and have a bartender out here. And let's like, you know, put a shame to him being a recovering alcoholic. Let's just write that in the, the, the storyline. Don't know who did that, but it's trash. And I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't understand why you think that this is okay to, you know, mess with someone's sobriety. This is like real life shit. And he has a real issue and you guys just want to just write it out for everyone. I hated the segment. I'm just, it's just getting ridiculous. I'm just, I don't understand why they have to do this to wrestling. It's, it's kind of sad, but we got to ask our special guest here. What's been your thoughts on the whole Sheamus and Jeff Hardy storyline that's been very polarizing among fans? Uh, it, I, for for me uh, specifically, it's just it's very tough. Uh, like like we were talking about uh, using an addiction for a storyline, uh, and not having maybe a lesson at the end of the uh, at the end of it. Uh, there's going to be no lesson. There's going to be like no. There, there's going to be no feel good moment. It's just using a piece of reality to try and move a story forward instead of uh, showing a, a beautiful uh, re recovery of a man who spent his entire life fighting an addiction. It's just it's it's poor taste for cheap thrills. Yes, I couldn't. I couldn't have said it better. Better myself. Like it, you, you perfectly put their their storyline in a nutshell. So we also gotta talk about what we missed on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Heath Slater makes a surprise return, and he gives an impassioned promo on WWE Champion Drew McIntyre, thanks to his challenger at Extreme Rules, Dolph Ziggler. What was your thoughts on Heath Slater's return and that great promo that he had on Raw, Top Guy JJ? So when WWE makes dumb choices, they they seem to come in a streamlined and in a rhythm. So they decide to bring back Heath Slater, which not 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 a problem. Comes back with an impassioned promo, really cool for him to challenge the WWE champion to a fight. He's challenged to a fight and he jobs in like. Six seconds. What the fuck was the purpose of the comeback? Like it, 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 you just completely threw away whatever he said. It meant nothing. His words were shallow now because all that passion 
lasted six seconds. <sighs> like, it, it doesn't make sense because the promo was powerful. It was really strong. I like the look that he Slater had. He had a nice new look to him. Like, he looked like he, he put on some oh, muscle. I can't help you right he now, had, Like, he added those, like, you know, he, he, he got some pretty cool-looking tats. Like, he has, like, a different look that he could have been presented differently and treated differently. And then he gets 3 and B. It's like, are you serious? Like, how do you even... How, how, there's no way to take the man seriously because he just jobbed in six seconds after giving the best promo of his life. It's and such it, a, like, you take one step forward and literally just took three steps back with his whole career. And he looked swole. He looked great. Like, he was I mean, he in. He looked great. He looked good. Like, he, he did all of that to come back to job, to literally throw a couple punches and to get Claymore. Like it, it, it was like, if you're gonna have a man come back and make it believable, at least make the match decent. At least make him look decent so he can come back the following week and actually make something interesting with someone else. Like you just threw away any potential chance of having somebody come back with some type of fire and passion, and that's that's one of the things that WWE tends to do really well is take really good things sometimes in promos and fuck it up. Dolph Ziggler is the king of knowing how to deliver <laughs> a hell of a promo and it goes completely empty because we all know the results of the, all those matches that he's about to participate in, including no one coming up in Extreme Rules. Yeah, he's he's, he's definitely there to take the L. Uh, yeah. We all... We also and uh, Raw had the debut of the new United States Championship, or as I like to call it, the Dipset, the Dipset Peace title. Mm. Yes, the Dipset Peace title was introduced by MVP, and he crowned himself the new champion. Uh, armchair Fridge, what was your thoughts on the new United States title? Uh, uh, it's. It, it's a sore thumb, much like the. It's a sore thumb of a design, much like the new IC title is. It's uh, it's out of place. It doesn't really fit the scheme. I think it fits the scheme better than the IC title. But mm. the problem, I, the the problem that I have with it is it looks like a Super Bowl championship ring. It doesn't look like a wrestling title. It it looks like a championship ring, which is Ooh. is is fine. I like that AEW tickled with that idea a little bit uh, earlier on in the timeline, but I, I I don't I'm not sold on it. Let me see it on someone's waist before I give my final call. That's always I said that about the universal title when it was ugly and red, and now it's ugly and blue. But I gotta <laughs> see it on somebody's waist before I give my Got it. Got to see it. Got to see it all the way through from all the different angles. I get that. I respect yes. it. Uh, how about you, Chrissy? What was your thoughts on the Dipset Peace title? Um. Uh. When I first saw it, I saw it looked like it had two boobs on it by the eagle. Um, I mean, I had to <laughs> open it up, and then it then it showed me the medallion of the Dipset, which was the eagle, and I felt like there was the big medallion that everyone wore in their belts back in Harlem, um, back in you know the you know. That's what you guys did. I know. Um, I know. I know. Yes, I can attest to that. That, <laughs> that was in Harlem. That was that was Cameron's "Come Home with Me" platinum piece. And then they had on it. Then they had the necklaces. And then um, uh, Cat Williams had one too. So it it was a symbol, you know. And so it was like a, a homage to like the 
late 90s, early 2000s, late 2000s probably. But um, I thought it was a belt that had two, two tits on the front at first when I saw it. Then I had to open it up and I saw that it was an eagle. So, I mean, um, sure, whatever with the belt. I mean, I've, just give it to uh, Apollo Crews and let's have a great day. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think I think that the, the future for that is either on MVP or Bobby Lashley. They're one of the best things on Monday Night Raw to me right now. You really think uh, so? Okay. Absolutely. They're, act, they're actors. They're actors down. Like it works. <laughs> and this is this is the this is the best use of Bobby Lashley since his return. You know what? This is, that is a fact. You are absolutely right. Um, Buy a country mile. <laughs> That's right. That's very true. That is very. I, I have to agree with you on that all the way. Um, yeah. Okay, fine. I agree. Yeah, go ahead. And finally, on Monday Night Raw, I will get all your guys' thoughts, one or two sentences, what you guys think about the the highly anticipated battle that will be at the horror show at Extreme Rules. Because it's a horror show. As With neon green and neon blue, right? Neon. Right, like, who? who? Hardy Boys font. That's a fact. As it will be. Rey Mysterio going one-on-one with Seth Rollins in what they are calling an eye for an eye match. And no, no, folks, no, folks. It is not like the Santana versus John Moxley match from earlier in the year on AEW Dynamite, where sensibly they just had the guys hurt each other's eyes before the match, and then they just called the match an eye for an eye. No. WWE says, this isn't horror show! So, the winner of this match will be the person that removes the eyeball out of the socket of their opponent. Fridge, we will start with you. What is your thoughts? I just want to see uh, Seth just kill Bill, uh, just raise eye out, just shot, and just one shot, just shoom, and just grab it. I think that's the only way to go. Uh, this seems like it's going to be a taped match because it'd be very impressive if it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, I, I don't really have much to say other than I don't expect Seth to lose an eye, but I expect the people to watch to lose brain cells. I, I I think I think that's a girl that you might keep your prediction title with that prediction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll let I'll let Chrissy Chrissy uh, marinate on that a little bit more. Top guy JJ, what's your thoughts on the eye for an eye match? So I'd rather go ahead and use my few moments and give my <laughs> opinions on a U.S. title than that shit. Um, <laughs> so I think, they, I think I think they actually did a really good job. I think they really did a good job. I, I actually like the fact that WWE went outside the box and tried to do something different with their title. Um, unfortunately, you know, I like it. I kind of like the belt. Like, I, I, I kind of dig the dip set piece. You know, I'm from New York. So how can you not like it? How can you not appreciate it? I, I Do they like have it. to give Cameron and them some money for that symbol? I, I would, would hope so. Should. I, mean, I they would should. hope so. Uh, Cameron and anyone you watching, I know yeah, Jim Jones we'll, need that money. Sir, please go and put that lawsuit right now. Thank you. Yeah, but what's what's weird about the title is that it looks like the most important title in the company. Doesn't it though? Like it, a it, bit? it looks like the it looks like it looked like they made I think they did a little too much to it. I think it looks like it looks too much. Like 
I'm Two just saying, I know we know we know the level of the title, but I mean, you look at that title and you put that next to the WWE title with the simple ass W on it. I mean, it looks like they did more to that one. And um, yeah, whoever's next with the horror show shit, I'm not giving an opinion on that. Like, I'm not wasting no more of this show's time with that. Don't don't worry. We'll be doing predictions next week, right here <laughs> on True Real Heat. Miss uh, Chrissy Love, Miss Chrissy um, Love, what is your thing? First of all, why is it called a horror show? That's my first question. Because um, every pay per view needs to have a tagline. Remember, Money in the Bank is this is the most unique Money in the Bank ladder match ever, and Backlash, the greatest wrestling match ever. I'm just glad this doesn't have an ever at the end of it. Okay, so, I mean... You, you ever seen the Christmas Carol? And then she's like, she's, you're going to shoot your eye out with the, 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 the BB gun that he wanted? This is almost as, as, as the same, like, scenario where, like, why are we going after each other's eyeballs? Like... What is the sense of that? Like, we already know that you're not... We already know that Rey Mysterio's eye is still there. Like, duh. Like, he didn't lose an eyeball. Like, we're not we're not 12 years old or, you know, like, I'm not my kid's age where I... It's like... I'm a... Like, I had stupid written on my forehead. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they're treating us like we're dumb. And it's like an eye for an eye. Like, how are you going to get this man's eye out now? Like, what do you... So now he's going to be blind? So is this his way of not coming back anymore? Like, is he retiring officially after this? Like, I'm so confused at what it is that you want me to believe from this match. The WWE is promoting felonies. Well, we'll it's, talk it's bad about enough Rey that Mysterio. You want... Okay, didn't... all right, fine. But other than that, I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's retarded. It's stupid. I can go on and on. Yes, like, I might, exactly. I might just like cover my exactly. eyes. Like, this is how I feel about the whole match. Exactly. That's let me why go to I'm sleep. No, let me go to, no opinion a, on it. If this is an actual like live show, we were going somewhere. I go to the bathroom at that time. I go get a drink. I'm like, you know, it's time to go, guys. Like, let's go to the bar and let's have a real, let's have some real fun. True Hill Heat isn't long enough for the opinion that I have on the stupidity of this match. Okay. And that's why you'll be back here next week to predict the match. So we'll be fine. So we, we got to move on to our top news, our top news story. First, we got to talk about the status and the future of Kyrie Sane. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Kyrie Sane was apparently considering a return to Japan to be with her husband after her deal with WWE expires, which is supposed to be coming up very shortly. These reports were thrown off off when Sane appeared on Monday Night Raw this week to face uh, Sasha Banks in a one-on-one first-time-ever matchup. Alex McCarthy of Talk Sports reported later this week that, uh, th- that Sane's exit from WWE was not set in stone. However, the report did note that her last uh, concussion uh, after the match with Nia Jax, which we, we've gone in-depth about plenty of times, uh, she caused her to be quite shaken up and left her considering her future in the business. This also included her considering her options to return to, to Japan to be with her husband, along with possibly still wrestling for one more year before she goes back 
uh, to Japan for good to retire. The report did also note that WWE intended on taking care of Kyrie and is apparently offering her more money than anywhere else will to keep her involved with the WWE. This news follows last week where we spoke about the rumors of WWE wanting to use her as an ambassador for their NXT Japan venture, which the WWE has since denied they have any further plans for as of now. So... We'll start with Fridge, our special guest. Do you believe that Kyrie should stay in the WWE? It, it honestly depends. I uh, A big message that we like to uh, state on the bookers is it's always about the health of the wrestler. Uh, mm. That's that's the, the, big, the big thing for me. Uh, as much as I would love to see Kyrie Sane uh, stay, uh, there's a couple objections I have. One, if she truly wants to retire, hang it up. You know, pr- you know I, don't, I think that's a, a very uh, wise decision that not a lot of people in the business make soon enough. Um, and then... Uh, from another perspective, uh, if you still want to wrestle, WWE, I don't think, is the place for you because they mm. took someone with a storied, storied career internationally and made them and made and put them in a tag team that was formidable, but was seen more humorous than serious, which if she still wants to be seen as a fierce competitor or retire a fierce competitor, WWE is not where she needs to be. Mm. Better, better myself. Uh, Chrissy, how about you? What do you think? Do you think uh, Kyrie should stay in the WWE? Um, I definitely agree with Mr. Fridge. Um, she will be missed, but she's not being used to the ability and the the What's the word? She, she's not being used to, to the best of her abilities. She's, her greatness is not being shown, basically. Um, she needs to be where she can show off. the like We, we need to see the, the Kyrie that we've seen before in the past, not when she was on the main roster. She has to be somewhere where she can be built up and played off and, and, and uh, given the type of uh, acknowledgement that she deserves. And I don't think where where she's at currently right now is where it is. And sometimes you just have to be closer to close to with your own. You, you have to go back home, just like, you know, take a rest and be with fam. And then you know what? Let me go back and let me do this back where it all started from. Sometimes you know. It's kind of you got a good point That's there. J- so JJ, do you do you believe that WWE has treated Kyrie with enough like care to her character or her as a performer during her time with the company? If WWE treated tag team seriously, then I would say yes. Mm. But the fact that there is no seriousness with the WWE and their tag team divisions, then clearly mm. no, they haven't. Once she made her move to the main roster, her whole NXT career basically everyone forgot about. Because she was the NXT champion over there. She did have a really good run over there. But once she moved over and then immediately became the partner to Asuka, it was like, all right, your whole time was just to become a tag partner in a place that the brand or the company doesn't even take tag team wrestling seriously at all. Mm. So tag team wrestling essentially in WWE is a joke. So it's literally <laughs> it's whatever, two, whatever two decent people you could pair up to have a good moment Besides, if you're not a team like the New Day or you're not like anybody, I, 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 at least they're getting the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits on TV time. 
but it's still in joking fashion. It's like they literally don't take that type of wrestling seriously for whatever reason. And even with Sasha and Bailey being as high as they are in their respected characters and careers right now, their characters are still not serious. Mm, but they are just feels- so they are so over that it's working. But it, the WWE are still not taking any form of tag team wrestling seriously. So Kyrie's in a spot where they're not taking her seriously. So no, if she's going to be stuck in a tag division. No, she's not. She, I don't think she's to stay there. If, like you guys said, she wants to be recognized as a fierce competitor, but at the same time, it's like, what does Kyrie Sane want? Does she want comfort and to be with her friend Asuka, or mm-hmm. does she want to be noticed as somebody that has a wrestling resume that is to be reckoned with? What mm. does Kyrie Sane want? Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's gonna be the biggest question. Like Fridge said, it's all about the health of the performer, and this doesn't even seem like 100% a physical health thing, it's mm. more of a mental health thing. Like, she that's- doesn't feel feel comfortable it seems like in the wwe anymore and not confident in them taking care of her so what i'll ask to finish up this topic what decision do you guys see for Kyrie? do you see her staying with the wwe or do you see her going home to japan when her contract retire uh her contract expires we'll start with you fridge I, uh, it's so tough because especially with the raw appearance, I want to lean <laughs> to she's more open to staying. Uh, but I, I think you know, I think she's going to go back. I, th- I think it's the I, if I were in her position and I just didn't feel safe and I've been away for family for so long, it it does not it does not hurt to go back. There is wrestling all over the world. Agree with you there, JJ. I think if she gets enough money out of this WWE contract, I see her staying with the WWE for another year so she can just retire. Mm. Like, if she's able Mm -hmm. to just retire and be done with wrestling in general and be with her husband and be with her family, because that has been a lot of the talk is her just wanting to be with her family. If she's able to make enough money out of this contract and just be able to live comfortably, then I would see that would be being a route. Like mm. I said, it's a matter of what Kyrie Sane wants because clearly she looks healthy enough to compete. But is it does she want to still live this life of a professional wrestler and her being 31 years old and her already making decisions like this, you already see that she's not all there in the wrestling life. She wants to have other ventures. Yeah. Makes sense. Chrissy? Um, I, I, I have to agree with both guys. Like, if she gets the right amount of money, she'll probably stay. However, I think she definitely will leave. And is, is that a point where you're probably like, do I like this job enough where I want to be here? Do I want to be here? And if you're not liking it, then you have to leave. You have to, like, you know, take a, take a step back and say, I, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. Because once you don't like the job, it's like, then it, it probably starts to show in your character sometimes, too. So it, it could be a number of different things, but I, I, I definitely can't agree with both gentlemen when they say either, you know, she does definitely might leave, but then if, if the money is talking, then it might make her stay a little bit longer than not to like this job. But if the money is there, then I'm like, I'm going to stay here a little, little longer than I'll leave, you know? But um, I do think that she might just leave though. In my heart of hearts, I believe she will stay because mm. I believe she has a passion for wrestling. And if WWE, 
are whispering sweet nothings in her ear and she's about to make six figures to to wrestle for <laughs> one more year i think it's the smart decision for her future but it's not about what we want as fans right, it's all right. about what Kyrie wants so i just hope she makes the best decision for her and her family so right. we we got to move on to another WWE superstar with questions about his status and this is about the contract status of one Rey Mysterio on Wrestling Observer Radio this week, Uncle Dave Meltzer reported that Rey Mysterio is currently working with the WWE without a contract. Mysterio recently asked Vince McMahon for a raise. And I, I'm going to try my best to not laugh uh. when I say this. But but McMahon said he couldn't do it due to it being it being a bad time. He also noted that about what? that the, there there are those uh, that left the, that had to leave the company that we had to let go due to the the the, the hard times that WWE is dealing with, making record profits this year in 2020. Um, Mysterio's deal apparently expired months ago, which he signed back in September of 2018, following his appearance at All In. But he decided to stay on to work with Seth Rollins. The original eye injury was viewed as a way to write him off in case he was leaving. And uh, Mysterio and WWE now are currently working uh, on, a on a new deal with WWE, hoping the allure of the story with Dominic will make Mysterio stay with the company. So what are your guys' thoughts on Rey Mysterio working right now without a contract? Let's start with Top Guy JJ. Probably the worst decision of Rey Mysterio's life. Like this is this is this is this is this is beyond stupid. I'm sorry. Like you like to work in a time like this. To work in a time like this and a company that is this physical, with no deal set in place, with no insurance set in place for you. Now, unless there's some story that's saying that he's covered and he's protected in case something happens to him, then that is a whole different story. But to be working for a company that is using your personality, your TV image, and using your child, and you have no contract for this whatsoever, even not even six months, not even a year, and you're going from show to show, Ray Mysterio has been in the business for over 25 years. He not only deserves better than this, but he is better than this. And there is no luchador or no person that has that that tenure in the business should be working on a freestyle contract. Not Rey Mysterio. Fridge, what's your thoughts on Rey working without a contract? I, how big is the paycheck you're getting every week, month, slash? Like, that's that's where I'm at. Like, I understand he's working out. Maybe uh, he's, he's working. He's working without guaranteed details, but if Vince is just like no contract needed, here's a fat check every time you show up on TV. I'm gonna keep showing up, and and I can call it quits whenever I want, and they have no power over me. Uh, like I, I'm in the best case scenario, and <laughs> they always give these flexible deals to Ray. Like his initial deal was that uh, that 18 month signing back in September. Yeah, he had a clause. After, like before six months, if he didn't like how it was going, he could just bounce. <laughs> they give him these flexible deals. So I think it does a couple things. One, it keeps Ray on their good side, which Ray is the most famous luchador of all time, mm -hmm. which means if you keep him on your good side, you yeah, there's a there's an influx of talent uh, <laughs> from 
South America waiting to with North well, I said South America, but Latin America mm-hmm. waiting to come up and you know maybe start a new life. So you know you got to keep that bridge of communication open. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ray's in the best situation he can be right now without a contract, and so is WWE because they're like, hey, we're still shaking hands with Ray. We know who Ray shakes hands with. Ray shakes hands with the entire business. So he is essentially a pipeline to someone they may need to get down the road. And I'm not surprised WWE is keeping him on the retainer. I I agree more with Fridge's take on this yeah. more than JJ. Because I was with you, JJ, until yes. you left yes. out you left out the one key thing which does make it stupid that Ray is working without a contract right now. The complete negligence that the WWE has shown <laughs> in its efforts toward, toward the virus is the main reason why it's stupid for him to not be working without a contract. That that I can agree with, but you didn't mention didn't that. that. You mentioned, I didn't think that, you that, mentioned, that was worth oh, mentioning. I didn't but, think that, but, that was worth but, it because but, I think that but, is oh, that's so painfully obvious. But no, but that's that's the only reason why it would be stupid. A- anything you said, it didn't really explain to me why it would be stupid because Fritz said it perfectly. That The best thing for Rey Mysterio, if you want to work for the WWE, is to not have a contract and you control everything. Everything, yeah. WWE, WWE now has to make this Seth Rollins storyline however the hell Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio want it Wanted to be. To be. To, uh, because... Ray, if he's upset on a Monday, he can walk his ass over to Jacksonville and wind up on Dynamite on Wednesday. So he has control of everything. So I 100% agree with Fridge that this is a good situation for Mysterio. Um, Chrissy, I got to ask you, what? Uh, how funny is it that the WWE is using the firing of employees as a reason to not give a raise to Rey Mysterio. <laughs> it's 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 funny because we y'all y'all not strapped for cash. Y'all y- 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 got this 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 the money's in the bank, friend. Like, and if you needed a loan, you could call a homie, and they'll gladly give it to you. So it's it's hilarious to me that you're caught, you're crying broke. When you know you have the money. However, shout out to Ray Mysterio for having the the job of all jobs where I can show up if I want to. I don't have to show up on Monday. I can show up on Tuesday. They're not, but they're not taping on Tuesday. Maybe. But I can just show up whenever I feel like it. And I didn't think about that until Fridge just said that. And I'm like, that's everyone's like dream right there. Like to have a job, but I don't have to show up, but I'm still gonna get paid. When I show up and do five seconds of a promo, whatever it is, I can do a promo from my phone, send it to you guys, and it'll be no problem. You can just fit it in, and it's there, and it's good. And, like, so he's actually winning. Now, like he said, when does he get paid? Do I get a paycheck every time I show my face on there, or do I get uh, a stipend every month? Is it something that is sent to me every two weeks, or is it, like, unemployment where I'm just going to get it every Thursday or Wednesday of the week? Like, when does it happen? So that's my question i want to know from mr ray mysterio if you're watching um other than that like you know shout out to you for having the ultimate like clause and your lawyers shout out no shout out to your lawyers because they are the ones that draw up that said you know what you don't need to do this son you can show up on thursday and be there on a friday 
Yes, I love it. I love it. It, it puts him in 100% control. So to wrap up this uh, topic, I will ask you guys, do you see Ray staying with the WWE and coming up with a new deal? Or do you see him eventually leaving? I'll start with you, Fridge. Well, I, I know there's a little little dirt sheet rumors going around that Tony Khan is apparently blowing up Rey Mysterio's phone. Of course uh, they are. Which... Uh, I, I, I'm not shocked, but I also wouldn't be a surprise that was a stretch of the truth as well. Um, uh, I, it, honestly, uh, they got it. As long as they keep doing Mysterio right, I can imagine him re-signing. Or he's just going to work this no contract money out yeah, as going. much as he can. And then just, just bounce. But honestly, like they've been, they've been good to him-ish this time around. And if he wants... If he wants to give Dominic what he believes as the best shot of being uh, a successful professional wrestler in his mind. We know there is money in AEW. In his mind, a relationship with Vince is uh, the best way to get his kid's foot in the door. I can see him staying. I mean, I will I will say one thing to that is that I was listening to Wrestling Observer Radio and they said they made a great point about this that Ray should not be thinking about his son as far as like him's son being in the WWE is his best opportunity to be a wrestler because look at long-term employees for the WWE, David Finley and William Regal. Where did they send their sons to learn how to wrestle? All the way to New Japan. Wow. Top guy, JJ, what's your thoughts? Where do you, do you see Ray staying or do you see him leaving? That's exactly why I said in the beginning, this is why I think the whole thing is stupid with him not having a, yo, there are every company, every (laughs) wrestling company that is not the WWE would sign him in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. There's no reason to have this little finagled relationship or this, oh, <laughs> I'll come whenever I can. Oh, we don't have nothing for you this week, so come next week. Get the fuck? No! No, he is too prestigious. He is too crafted. He's too good mm-hmm. to be summoned down to a uh, what, what, what kind of contracts we call them shits? Those, uh, those independent contracts? He's basically on an independent contract for the WWE? Independent contract. Any other company, including AEW, would pretty much match dollar for dollar with what WWE will have to offer him and probably get him creative control. WWE might pay him a few more pennies. He <laughs> might pay him a few more pennies. But what he would get in any other place he would go to, he can bring his son and they and clearly they have shown and he has shown that his son has the capability of being in a wrestling so they don't have to sell that so why is ray putting why 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 even do this Hmm. just get yo either 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 you're committed to me or you're not i am not 12 i am not 18 (laughs) i am a 40 plus year old man are you with me or do i need to look elsewhere to feed my family One check ain't going to cut it for me. Not in 2020. I'm sorry. I I think they are in for him. They just don't want to pay him as much as he's looking for. Hey, hey. We we shouldn't assume that all these other companies are hiring right now because a lot of them are not because of the pandemic. 
Thanks. So, so this is the part of the episode where we give you the ratings for both AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT. We tell you what happened on each show, and we decide what was the better show for the week. If you don't like our opinions on it, take a look at Wednesday Night Warriors. It's right now on our YouTube channel with Chris G, uh, Romeo, and myself breaking down both Great American Bash and AEW Fighter Fest. So, Chrissy Love, this is a this is your moment. Hit the drums. All right. So, the ratings for July eighth. 2020, the Wednesday Night War, WWE NXT with 759,000 viewers, to AEW Dynamite with 715,000 viewers. Yes, NXT wins for a third straight. Wow. It has won the ratings war between Great American Bash and AEW Fighter Fest. But I will beat Chris Jericho right now, and I will mention that AEW once again won in the key 18 to 49 key demo. Mad yes, I, petty. Mad I'm look, petty. I'm looking so for those WWE. It's very petty. So I petty agree. Every, <laughs> week, every fucking week that AEW dominated in the ratings and NXT didn't win in the rating. That was never the oh, but they lost in this demo. They no, lost, they, they lost. lost. They lost. They lost. Hold up, hold they up, lost. Hold up. They you lost. Want to know why? Why? Because oh, NXT oh, in forty God. in forty weeks of this war, NXT has only won the eighteen to forty nine key demo once out of forty. So they couldn't say it on any of those weeks that AEW won. They won the 50-plus demo, which doesn't really matter to advertisers. Sorry. I'm just a, I'm just a fact teller. Yeah, then that, then that, does that mean that they won, but they really lost? It means, it means they won in overall viewers, but they didn't get the viewers that they really needed. Got it. Okay, so they wanted more of the younger crowd, but they got the older crowd that watched it. Well, NXT, the WWE in general, the, the over 50 is their audience. Makes sense of why their stuff is such trash sometimes. We'll get, well, we got to talk about two really oh, good no, shows I'm here. Only proud of, I'm only I'm proud of NXT for one reason, and we'll get to it. WWE, NXT, NXT Great American Bash, it had Keith Lee defeating Adam Cole in a very fun main event to become the first ever dual champion in NXT history, uh, becoming the NXT North American champion and the new NXT champion. Uh, we had Johnny Gargano defeating Swerve Scott in a very good match. And we also had Candice LeRae defeating Mia Yim in a grueling street fight opener. And Robert Stone, RIP Robert Stone, he got <laughs> ran over by a, a tank. He got ran over by a tank, ladies and gentlemen. Sad. Um, AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Night 2. It had Chris Jericho defeating Orange Cassidy in a very good main event matchup. It like also said. had Hang Yes, we did. We did. We, we it. predicted it well. Uh, it also had Hangman Page and Kenny Omega further raise the prestige of the AEW tag team titles with a good match over a private party. Taz crowned Brian Cage the new FTW champion in another scorching <sighs> Taz promo. And we also had, in, in my eyes, 
one of the best wrestling matches on mainstream television this year, as it was the Lucha Bros, Butcher and the Blade, defeating uh, yes. FTR and the Young Bucks in an eight-man tag, which also had the spot of the year. The spot of the year by far. So we will start off with our special guest, The Fridge. What did mm. you think was the better show this week? I am going to be biased because I cover <laughs> the OG black and gold brand every week. Uh, NXT uh, is now NX Lee. Uh, <laughs> I, I, think that, uh, I think that NXT was the, the, the better show. Uh, just just because of the uh, I, I I think the the closeout uh, for both events this week really uh, mm -hmm. relied on their main event and not having cage versus mox kind of cap off the event I think really hurt it I think you saw it, that's why you saw it in the ratings a little bit why why there was a difference regardless of the demographics there was a difference Um uh, yeah without mox and cage I think uh, uh, Lee and Cole really swept up the week in my eyes. All right. So you gave it to NXT. Miss Chrissy Love, what would you think was the better show for the week? Um, I, I enjoyed both shows. Britt Baker, yet again, she's amazing. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What did you call her? Her oh. name is Dr. Goat Baker. Dr. Goat. Dr. Goat. Okay, sure. She's amazing. Whatever. Like, she's just phenomenal. I mean, I'm. Why didn't you talk about her her segment, which which was awesome? Um, both main events I enjoyed thoroughly. Um, Orange Cassidy, wow. Chris Jericho made him look. I mean, wow. I'm just like I was just like I'm watch. I knew what was gonna happen on NXT, so I was trying to watch more of. AEW's main events because I already knew what was going to happen because it was already spoiled, unfortunately, because of the stupid people on the internet. However, not, wait, 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 wait. not the super people at the internet, the stupid people in the crowd at the PC. Okay, yeah, that that person, whatever <laughs> that that person, him, her, whoever it is, they did it, and um, so it made me want to watch more of AEW because I knew the outcome. However, I didn't want to see the actual match, which was fun which was great between the two of them, and um. Between the two shows, I will give it to NXT because NXT was great. I mean, both shows were good. I liked both of them. I enjoyed both of them, but I'm going to give it to NXT. Shout out to Adam Cole. As you can see, I'm wearing Adam Cole's shirt. Um, shout out to him. He was he is phenomenal. Like his run was amazing, and um, he deserved everything for this run. Like everything he's done, he's a grand slam. He's done it all, and shout out to him. He deserves it. I'm just waiting to see what his next story will be and um i'm gonna give it to uh nxt top guy jj and i i was kind of thinking i might have been in the minority here but once wwe pulled the pulled that trigger and made keith lee the double champion my my decision was locked in from the moment that I didn't I didn't really care how good AEW was gonna be. Like AEW would have had to pull unicorns from the sky in order for me to pick AEW this week. Like the fact that we are getting to bask in Keith Lee's glory as the double champion, the first ever double champion in a phenomenal main event with Adam Cole. 
honestly, that's what I'm going to remember. Yes, yes, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy was great. Britt Brit Baker was phenomenal. That eight-man tag, it happened in the wrong week. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, that eight-man match, it just happened in the wrong fucking week because that shit should have been a pay-per-view match yeah. that I just remembered for that match in its night alone. But when you put that with us being so goddamn proud of Keith Lee and him becoming the double champion, Honestly, like I said, if unicorns would have shot out of the sky, like rainbows would have came through, I would that sun would have to be coming into my face to threaten me right now. Nothing would have made me sway my mind off how how I how I felt when I saw <laughs> that happen with Keith Lee. So NXT without a doubt gets the nod for me this week. So we got Fridge picking NXT, showing his bias. Uh, from his Wednesday night war on Armchair Booker's podcast. We got Christy Love wearing the Adam Cole shirt going for NXT. We got top guy JJ very happy that Keith Lee is the double champion. So he's going for NXT. And you, sir? So two weeks in a row, I have to be the minority and the correct one. AEW wiped the floor with NXT last night. Like, wow. Yes, yes. Because, because, uh, like I said last week, AEW Dynamite had a very good 40, first 45 minutes for night one of Fighter Fest. And then it fell off a cliff with the Cody versus Hager (laughs) match. Fell off a cliff and it never responded. This week, it started at a 10 and never left. Like the the opening tag match was started off in the third gear and stayed there for ten minutes. It was high spots, but it told the story of Hangman and Omega. And I said it. I said this on a couple on All Elite Recap and Wednesday Night Warriors. This was the matchup that it hit me. It had like an epiphany. It was like boom. All the teams <laughs> in AEW, all the teams in AEW, FTR from the WWE, the Young Bucks made their name in PWG. Best friends made their name in PWG. SCU, the first tag team champions, were made in Ring of Honor. All these tag teams in, in AEW were made somewhere else. Lucha Bros, AAA, Butcher and the Blade, uh, Bar Wrestling, Beyond Wrestling, all those places. The only tag team in AEW that was organically made in AEW is the AEW tag team champions, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. That's why they are making them the greatest AEW tag team champions of all time, and this reign is establishing it as the most prestigious title in wrestling right now. So that started off the show excellent. I really was surprised by Archer versus Janela. I did not expect much in that, and but that was a fun matchup. I, like I said, the eight-man tag, there was nothing on either show Better than that eight-man tag. Nothing got you out of your seat, got you more excited for what you are watching on TV like the eight-man tag. I am very happy for Keith Lee winning the match, but I am sorry that I have to be the criticism. I have to be the critic here. What the hell was the difference between Adam Cole's matches with Tommaso Ciampa, with Johnny Gargano, with Keith Lee. Nothing. They're all the same match. It's all the same formula. Superkick 141 times. Canadian Destroyer here. Canadian Destroyer there. But that's him, though, friend. Big move. Let let him talk, friend. Let him talk. Let him talk. 
but it's a law of diminishing returns. People, wrestling fans don't seem to realize that, and that's why a lot of people that analyze and review last night's match weren't that high on the Keith Lee and Adam Cole match. It's only really the fans of Keith Lee that were high on the match that are calling it a great match. That's why I said a very fun main event. It was fun. It's, it's definitely a fun formula that Adam Cole has to his matches, but there is a law of diminishing returns, and I felt like after the fourth time Keith Lee kicked out of a finisher, I was like, okay, get this over with. Keith Lee's going to win. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. He has to kick out of every single move to overcome this guy. I get it. Have him win. Then he finally won, and I was happy. It was a good match, but it wasn't great. The, the eight-man tag, that no one was said great. Everyone said good. That oh no, mo, what I'm I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking oh, about oh okay. Fans online have called it great, and I like I said, well, I don't it was give a, a shit about none of those people. I'm talking about us on this this podcast <laughs> right now. Like I don't give a shit what they said. Well, my man Fred said that was the whole reason he gave NXT the crown, same as top guy JJ, and I just don't think that match itself was as good. The moment of Keith Lee winning the title, that I understand, but like you said, Miss Chrissy Love, that moment was taken away from me by being on the internet, so it didn't really hit me like it should have. I didn't see it on the internet, so I same. didn't lose my feeling. Exactly, I, I ducked. I, I, I was like, no, no. That's why when I saw that, I mean, I like, once I you know. once you guys tell me, once you say, hey, the internet scene, I'm gonna, it's gonna come up eventually, and there's no way for me to like duck from it or hide or whatever. It's going to happen, and it had happened, and I saw it, and I was very happy when I seen it. However, I didn't let it ruin the match itself. However, I mean, I already knew what was happening, so I, you know, wanted to see what Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho was gonna do. And, and, but what I will say is that both main events accomplished what it needed to accomplish. Yeah. And I and I said this to all the wrestling fans watching this. If you are going to put on a match where the winner is going to become the top babyface and you have to put him over as the top babyface that can overcome everything, that Keith Lee versus Adam Cole match was the prototypical match for that. On the other hand, on AEW, if you're going to make a match where the winner is the bigger star, but the loser is the person that comes out of it greater than he came in, mm. you you can watch Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. But we said both that last main week. Event, both exactly main events accomplished yep. both of their goals, and it did it perfectly. Chris Jericho hitting, hitting Orange Cassidy with orange juice, Floyd the Blatt. The Codebreaker, the Walls of Jericho, the Lion Tamer. Orange Cassidy overcame all of that and then finally was down by the one move that hasn't been kicked out of yet, the Judas Effect. That mm. is how you put someone over without them winning. Like we told you, Jonathan from Dirt Sheet Radio. <laughs> I mean, like I said, man, like I get it, man. Like overall, like honestly, AEW show, if you want to, like AEW show was better if you put the whole context of it and like you're never gonna see anything like what the fuck like a fucking canadian destroyer into a mosh pit like you're like you're never gonna see shit like that like that that's what's like yo this happened on the wrong night because i don't give a fuck what happened that night the fact that i remember keith lee becoming the double champ when i remember this dude fighting in fucking in in high school in high school gyms and then him coming to the top of the mountain in a company like WWE, it's like that shit was like that shit was fucking groundbreaking. I was like, all right, this this is life. This is life. Like anything is possible. And that was not gonna change due to a spot from a match. Mm. 
AEW was the better wrestling show. It had more stuff, like but, more stuff to hook you. In. But I understand. I understand. One moment overcomes everything. This is the same top guy, JJ, that said WrestleMania 35 was the greatest WrestleMania ever <laughs> because Kofi <laughs> Kingston won the WWE title. So we understand. All right. But we've been saying that AEW has the bet is the better technical show. It has the better wrestling. It's always is never is always standing out because it's so different and it's not the same every week. We've been no. saying that from before. I, I I wouldn't even say wrestling. I felt like I felt like NXT kinda like the last couple of weeks have had really good matches all the way through. Like I can't call Nyla Rose versus two jobbers a really good matchup, but NXT had nothing but good matchups last night. But they don't have a good wrestling show. There's not there's not the mixing of angles and comedy and promos. That's why I like someone like Robert Stone. Robert Stone is one of my MVPs <laughs> of NXT because he always makes me laugh. They need some type of hook on NXT. We can't just always see good matches every single week. And I think that's where NXT is falling back into is something that they got away from with Matt Riddle and the Broser Weights and stuff like that. They're kind of going away from it and back to the nothing but good matches, good matches, good matches, but that's not a good wrestling show. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay. You got it. You got it wrong this week. It's okay. No, no. That's mm -hmm. definitely you. NXT next week. I mean, that, uh, we'll that's the entire we'll panel, but that got it wrong except you, but it's okay. Yeah, I, I, I said you guys got it wrong. I said that from the beginning. It's fine. It's fine. We already established that. Uh, next week, NXT, we'll call it the Bash at the Beach. Uh, NXT Women's Champion uh, Io Shirai will defend against ne Tegan Knox. We'll also see Cameron Confident Grimes, yes. Grimes versus Damian Priest. Again. Yes, again. <laughs> Over on AEW, they have a stat card as it's going to be the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Jurassic Express. A dream match of FTR versus the Lucha Bros. TNT Championship match as Cody defends against Sonny Kiss. And I'm AEW excited for that. You are? I mean, I mean, you're giving Sonny Kiss a, a... I mean, he's not winning, duh. But... You're 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 giving you're displaying another thing of wrestling where it's not the same clean cut like come on we already know Sunny Kiss is not winning however it's a it's it, it's a good thing for him to be displayed and be shown to the world. I just okay. prefer him in the tag team. I just prefer him in the tag okay. team. I'm I I don't know I don't know how this is gonna work. I just don't I just don't know. I don't okay. know. Okay. So, we gotta run through the WWE news. Uh, Vince McMahon is apparently down on Shayna Baszler and was apparently behind her being taken off TV. This follows former uh, Raw Women's Champion uh, Becky Lynch uh, admitting on the Bellas podcast that she petitioned for Shayna to defeat her at WrestleMania. Fringe, I know we like talk talk about that's what I, that's why we like. Go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm it it sorry. didn't work though. Uh, Fridge, I mean, I don't know Fridge. Go ahead, friend. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Fridge, we talked about uh, the women's division when I was on the Armchair Booker's podcast. What's mm -hmm. been your thoughts on Vince's lack of uh, creativity when it comes to Shayna Baszler? I, unsurprising, because the man can't get a new idea in his head. It's just very, yeah, it's yeah. very paint by numbers with Vince. Uh, Apparently, there's also the uh, the whispers that the reason why he's not big on Shayna is because she was a Paul Heyman project, and he is completely over what? the he's completely over any project that Paul Heyman was uh, concocting. Uh, I think it's I think it's sad because Such a hater. Vince, 
That's such a damn hater. Vince can get that Rousey magic in a bottle again with Shayna Baszler, and uh, because it's it, it she's a legitimate threat. Uh, she she is a she is a division ruler. She showed it very well in NXT with within Triple H's capable booking hands. Uh, that she is a uh, a force to be reckoned with, and mm-hmm. I think she I think she is. Uh, a, a needed change in a in a uh, women's division that lacks grit. She has Ooh, a lot of grit. Talk and, that uh, talk, she brings a, a a a dab of reality that is much needed to a uh, women's division that is just floating in the ether with nothing to do other than trying to uh, entertain the best they can with these shit storylines that they are fed every week. Uh, <laughs> Sasha and Bailey should have broke up six months ago, but now they have the most toxic working relationship on TV. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's just sad. It's sad but unsurprising. And uh, Baszler either needs to go back to NXT or go find a place that wants to make her the star she truly is. Damn. Respect. WWE has also officially acquired Evolve Wrestling. The company was on the brink of filing for bankruptcy due to the canceling of WrestleMania weekend and the ongoing pandemic prior to WWE seizing its assets. Evolve has worked as somewhat of a feeder system for WWE since its partnership started back in 2017-2018. Me and Top Guy JJ talked about this when it first happened and we knew this day would come. So... We were clairvoyant. You heard it here first. Uh, congrats to Renee Young for the news of her upcoming cookbook that is coming out uh, that she announced this week. According to our good friends over at Russell Talk, Randy Orton is apparently the man penciled in to face Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship at <laughs> SummerSlam this year, which will be at the Performance Center. Uh, Fightful Select reports that this man is the person behind the push for Otis and has been described as a total visit man project. Chrissy Love, how happy are you and your kids to hear that? I mean, I mean, you ain't really seen them that much, like right. Like what push? <laughs> what what, what is the push? push I ain't seen him in like weeks. Like him and what Mandy Rose. And, I, and, and and don't get me wrong, we haven't done that many episodes like lately because it's the summer, but still, nevertheless, he ain't been on TV. They've been pushing Jeff Hardy and his sobriety. That's what they've been doing. Uh, Fightful Select also reported that WWE has had a change of heart. A new policy for mask wearing for the talent in the crowd. They will now be fined $500 when they are seen (laughs) without a mask for their first violation. Oh my god, I can't. And are proceeding $1,000 for the second violation. This definitely uh, represents a huge change for WWE after reports of them not allowing masks being worn during tapings. And Fightful Select also no, 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 notes no, stop, that... Stop, 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 stop. I'm so sorry. What? Are you fucking kidding me? How the fuck dare you do such a fucking thing? I am so sorry I had to use so much F words in one damn sentence. However... You were the ones that told us not to wear masks. Now so you want to find me fucking five to thousand dollars because you want me to wear a mask. And if, I, if you don't see me in a taping of a show, if you don't give me a mask, I gotta show with my own goddamn mask. The fuck dare you? Fuck no, you. This is, 
Yeah, you know what? And she said, I ain't gonna add nothing to that. But what makes, what makes matters fucking worse is that they are placed there by the WWE. They're placed there. Yeah, my they're damn pressure up. There. They're, they're, they're WWE stanchions. They're stanchions of the WWE. And you're gonna, like, yo, this is PR statements gone wrong because these fans are planted there by the fucking WWE. So you're gonna, gonna find, you're gonna you're find gonna the find fans me. that you plant? How the fuck? Like, what? My, that's like, my, yeah, my that's favorite. like hiring an extra, but if you don't wear what we give you, we're gonna find, we're gonna find the extra. Right! <laughs> my favorite thing to add to this is just uh, this Wednesday at the Great American Bash with the Candice LeRae and Mia Yim street fight, they went into the crowd. And two of the people in the crowd that they were right by weren't wearing masks. Nope. And that, ma that made it through an editing process. How? Like these matches have no rehearsals because they're real, right? They're uh... real matches that happens and it just goes down off the top of their imagination so they just they just do this shit just because just because yep and no one knows what's gonna happen right right but yeah we're gonna find them just put people just put more pr statements on top of pr statements these shits aren't facts these shits are not happening what happens? Uh, Fightful also notes that there has been distress in the WWE locker room over the company's handling of the virus and its testing. Absolutely. And the, the report from Pro Wrestling Sheet also notes that there is a number of positive tests and the number is close to 30 different staff or talent that have tested positive for the virus. Mm -mm -mm. And... And we have to send out our well wishes and our prayers to the the mother of Lana, CJ Perry, yeah. as well as her as well as her father, who she tweeted out are currently in the hospital with COVID. Unfortunately, I do also have to note that CJ Perry did tweet out she has no idea how our parents got COVID because they never leave their house. I I, I hate to tell you this, Lana. You did that. You gave it to them. <laughs> You gave it to them because your company don't test nobody, you fucking idiot. We we shared a nice dance in New Orleans, so I hated that we had to tell you that. But, yeah, that's a news flash for you. AEW news. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. made his AEW Dark debut this oh. week uh, against John Spears. <laughs> he also, he also Yo, made news. Huh? You you kill it. Yo, the one you know, the one week I actually feel like I gave WWE some praise. You're gonna have here hailstorm me with more dumb shit that this company does. <laughs> I I just I just I just read off the news. That's all I do, people. <laughs> That's all I do. I I got I, I try to be high with the Keith Lee shit and then you didn't she don't know how. She don't One know how they got it. Steps back. Anyway, uh, Pillman has also made news as he wanted out of his MLW uh, deal with the other talent getting releases. John Pollock of Post Wrestling contacted MLW, who confirmed that Pillman is not released. So very interesting. This might be a story that we have to keep our eye on. Pro Wrestling Sheet reports that AEW had some fans of sorts in attendance for Fighter Fest uh, two-night event last week. A number of people were allegedly invited to the AEW's event, who 
who were not part of the roster or crew, and they did not receive any type of COVID-19 tests after entering, after entering the amphitheater. Basically, this was viewed as a test run for when fans are eventually allowed back in events. The reason they apparently did not have to be tested is because of how far away they were from the ringside and backstage areas, and there was a buffering zone between the talent and staff that were tested and the, the fans that were in the upper the upper bowl section of Daly's place. Uh, they, the fans were also separated by CDC guidelines and they were made to wear a mask to enter. So this is basically like a, a test run for how fans are going to have to go to wrestling events when uh, this pandemic kind of kind of slows down a little bit and we are allowed to go back to wrestling events. This is similar to the precautions that New Japan Pro Wrestling are doing with their fans prior to their events this weekend that will have uh, 20, 25% fans in attendance. So Fridge, I'll start, I'll ask you this one. What are your thoughts on the procedure or basically this test run that AEW uh, had last week? I think if they were handling business in a different state, it would be uh, easier to support. Uh, unfortunately, with Florida becoming almost the new hot zone uh, for this current pandemic, uh, it's just tough and to agree with testing an audience out so soon. Especially even with uh, when you look at WWE, even they're having trouble, you know, keeping their own staff safe. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 just a difficult time for for wrestling right now and i think especially where they're located it's it's harder to reintroduce an audience even to a certain scale especially when all the facts about everything aren't out yet so we don't know what's capable and not capable that was the best way to address it i want to thank you so much for that because i saw so many fans online last week that saw the headline that AEW didn't test the fans and they, they allowed fans in. And they took that as 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 a couple of rocks to throw at the house of AEW. And I was just like, you guys have to realize this is how things are going to be done going further. We might not agree with it being this soon that they're testing this thing out. But nothing they did was exactly like wrong for how they process everything. The location and the timing is wrong, but how they did it is not. And that's what I feel like fans were a little bit confused on in response to this. So you responded to it perfectly, Fridge. I got to thank you for that. Easy. Uh, EC- <laughs> EC3 cut another promo on his social media, this time teasing coming to AEW. And that's our last bit of AEW news. New Japan news. This is probably my favorite note from any of the news that we got this week. New Japan news is a little story that came out and has made the rounds online this week and was later confirmed by his former Golden Lover teammate, Kenny Omega. Apparently back in 2016, prior to the Cruiserweight Classic, Kota Ibushi was at an NXT live event and he went backstage. He went back, he went up to a person that he referred to as Big Man. He went up to Big Man and gave him a high five. Apparently this upset WWE officials so much. Why? The Big Man was Vince McMahon. And Ibushi had no clue who the hell Vince McMahon was, which upset all those WWE officials backstage. Kenny Omega confirmed and responded saying some of the best wrestlers in the world are not scared of the people they work for. So 
Chrissy, what's your thoughts on that little story about Koto Obushi and how how Obushi is that story? How <laughs> Obushi is that story? <laughs> I love that one. That's that's a good one. Um, I mean, sometimes you do have to stand up for what you 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 need. I, sometimes you feel a certain. I mean, damn, like. He bushy the bushy out of that shit. I mean, how many? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, really to explain. He's right. not standing up for anything. He right. just didn't know. Like, right. like, and and I, th- I think that wrestling fans here in the United States are mistaken. I saw so many people responding to this story, like, "Oh my God, Obushi's right, in right, wrestling. Right. How does he not? How does he not know who Vince McMahon is? He's no, from Japan. He bushy the bushy. Like, he just did." <laughs> Until I watched New Japan, I didn't know the owner of New Japan. Like, sorry, I didn't know who the owner of New Japan was until I watched New Japan. So maybe Obushi never watched WWE to know who Vince McMahon is. Right. I just think that people were thrown off by that. <laughs> uh, Impact Wrestling News, Carl, Res- Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows have teased that they are coming to Impact Wrestling again with a tweet wearing an Impact shirt. Also, reports are that they have been in negotiation That's with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Why? Are they going to Impact? Yeah, why not? Not everybody can go to AEW. AEW's tag team division is tanked already. Like they don't is, need you're more right. tag team. You right. You because they, they, they're gonna get lost and shuffled like WWE. You right. Okay, never mind. Carry on. But Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows also have uh, plans to start their own side promotion called Talk and Shop Amania, which has also teased Heath Slater to be a part of it. And in probably one of the funniest news notes that I've read in quite some time, I'll ask you, Top Guy JJ, about this one. Mayor Kane was uh, was one of the government officials who voted against mandatory wearing of masks in Knoxville, Tennessee. Kane refused to wear a mask. Yes, yes. So the that man, is that so is for the man that wore a mask for his entire career, being healthy with no pandemic. We get a pandemic, and now he he he's finally free of the mask. So he thinks it's okay for the rest of the states to be free of the mask. Mm-mm-mm. Listen, just because your ass was a slave to the mask for twenty years, when there was no reason for you to wear one, don't mean that we need to be shy and free of one because you don't need to wear a mask anymore. Mm-hmm. The pandemic is still the exact same in Tennessee as it is here, as it is anywhere in the United States, because obviously we have the most cases and it's not even close. At last I checked, there theirs was very high in that state. It's not even close. Like we're dominating the state cases. We're dominating the country cases. We've had over three million cases. Definitely. News notes: A and E is producing a documentary on Stone Cold Steve Austin, which will appear, which will premiere in December. And they also plan to make documentaries on Roddy Roddy Piper, Shawn Michaels, and Booker T. And a huge congratulations to Sarah Logan and Eric of the Viking Raiders for the announcement of them having a baby, which is great news. We got to give it up. We love hearing great news on True Hill Heat, so we got to yes. give it up for them and the the birth of their first child. And then. 
finally, we have to talk about this weekend. New Japan Pro Wrestling has returned. And it has returned with the bang with the New Japan Cup 2020. And finally, it is down to the finals. I'll run down the card and I'll get everybody's predictions on just the finals for this one. We have, we're going to see Tensuya Naito, Shingo Takagi, and uh, Hiromu Takahashi versus Toma Iriishi, Sho, and Yano. We're going to see Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, Koto Obushi, Nagata Intaguchi versus Suzuki Gun. We're going to see Sanada Ibushi versus Yushi Tak- Takahashi and Taji Ishimori. We're going to see the returning, the debuting Master Wado, who is the former young lion Kawada. He's going to go one on one with Duki of uh, Suzuki Gun. We're going to see Tenzan and Kojima going up against Goto and Gabriel Kidd and Toge Makabe and Tomi uh, Honma versus Suji and Yuromura. But the matchup that everybody's going to be looking forward to on Saturday morning here in the States and Saturday evening in Japan is Kazuka Okada going one-on-one with Evil in the finals of the New Japan Cup. Okada has been dominant on his end of the bracket, ending everybody off with the Cobra Clutch. He has not even pulled out the Rainmaker once in this entire tournament. And he is going to be going up against Evil, the member of LIJ that has cheated his way to this finals, even going as far as betraying his tag team partner, Sonata, in the semifinals, using a low blow and a steel chair to get the victory. So who you got? Okada versus evil in the finals of the new japan cup we'll start with fridge okada wins low <laughs> uh, uh, that's uh i uh that's the end of it for me uh he they, uh you know i know the winner of this match goes to fight uh naito uh, uh at the minion uh naito and uh okada are five and five right now they are tied up and what better way than to break the tie at Dominion? Uh, I feel like uh, they always push evil, but they never pull the trigger. And especially with a, a juicy storyline to break that tie with Naito, uh, Okada wins lol. <laughs> I love it. Two weeks in a row, we've heard Okada wins lol. Uh, top guy JJ, who you got? So fucking annoying. <laughs> so fucking annoying like you know what's happening it's like this is why i picked takahashi and evil to be in the finals because if okada makes it with the chance for this storyline to culminate against naito you'd be fool you'd be a fool to go against it like there's no way evil is winning this match and especially if this is to fight naito at dominion they're not going to put evil in Naito at Dominion. They're going to have the biggest match they could possibly have. So I'm just... I'm, I'm, yeah, Okada's winning this match, man. <laughs> it just spoiled it for me, man. <laughs> Miss Christy Love, who you got, Okada or evil? Okada across the board, friend. Okada for Miss Chrissy Love. And once again... I will be the minority. You saying because, evil? Yes, because I predicted at the start of this that the Dominion card, it doesn't need a big matchup. It doesn't need Okada versus Naito. It didn't need Obushi versus Naito. It didn't need Tadahashi versus Naito. They need to make a new star from this tournament. 
And I thought the perfect guy was Sonata because he came so close to winning last year. But the story of evil with him embracing his evil side, with him cheating to win against his former tag team partner, for him betraying LIJ and the fist bump by taking out Sonata the way he did, it only seems right that he gets the biggest victory of his career against Okada in the finals and goes up against the leader of LIJ, Naito, on, at Dominion. So it's going to be Naito versus Evil for me. I hope so, okay. but I don't believe it. so the following night is new japan pro wrestling dominion 2020 there's only three matches on the card because they have to get through the new japan cup finals before they flesh out the rest of the card but uh, we have three title matches on this big show first of all it's going to be shingo tagagi going one-on-one with show for the never open weight championship this follows show getting a big victory in the first round of the new japan cup over shingo these two men have raged wars ever since shingo came to New Japan Pro Wrestling almost 18 months ago. So who you got, Shingo or Show? We'll start with you, Top Guy JJ. I'm going to go with Shingo. Go with Shingo to retain? I'm going to go with Shingo. I like Shingo. Miss Christy loves Shingo or Show? Mm, I'll go with Shingo. Go with Shingo mm. to defend as well. And Fridge, Shingo or Show? They like the hot potato with the never open weight title. I'm going Show. That that might be the smart money there, but I am going to agree with my True Hill Heat trio, and I am going to say Shingo gets the victory here. For the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, it's going to be Hiroshi Tadahashi and Koto Obushi, the Golden Aces versus Dangerous Techers, which is the team of Zack Sabre Jr. and Taishi. These two teams have been battling out for the past couple of months. It's been reunited through the New Japan Cup as Obushi beat his Sabre in the first round of the tournament while Tadahashi was defeated by Taishi. Taishi then went on to defeat Obushi in the second round of the tournament, but but these two teams have been brawling all over this tour. So who you got? Golden Aces versus Dangerous Techers. We'll start with you, Fridge. Uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time betting against a, a team of Kodo Ibushi and my man Tanahashi. I'm going with the Golden Aces. I, I feel like they're New Japan's mega powers. Like, yeah. like... <laughs> That's a great comparison. That's a great comparison. Top guy, JJ, who you got? I'm definitely not going against no damn golden aces, man. That's a... <laughs> and Zack Zaba, man, that motherfucker let me down, man, losing in the first goddamn round of the cup, man. Take this L2. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't do great in last year's G1 either. I watched him get bodied the whole tournament. Yeah, yeah, just just he, take a few he, L's for us right now, man. Yeah. I think he only, won, he only won twice or three times in the tournament yeah, last year. Pitiful. And then he gets bounced. He gets bounced in the first round this year at the New Japan Cup. Chrissy... Who you got? Golden Aces or the Dangerous Techers? Mega Powers. <laughs> She's going with the Mega Powers of Tai Ta- uh, Tadahashi and Ibushi. And then finally, we got the main event of Dominion, the winner of the New Japan Cup. These three guys, they got they got Okada getting his victory and going up against his longtime rival, the IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Champion, Tensuya Naito. So who you got, guys? Naito versus Okada. We'll start with you, Fridge. Ooh. That's so tough. 
because it's who's going to jumpstart uh, wrestling for New Japan in the in you know post pandemic. This is what this is. I don't think Naito had enough working time with the belts. I also think that Okada doesn't need every walking accolade in New Japan. So I'm going to go with Tetsuya Naito. Who you got, Miss Chrissy Love? I agree with him. I was going to go with Naito. Naito as well. And top guy, JJ? Yeah, somebody else other than Okada has got to collect some wins. So uh, (laughs) Naito is that. I I hope Naito can, can have a really good show in here and get the victory here. And finally, for me, it's going to be Naito versus Evil because I picked the real winner of the New Japan Cup. Wow. Uh, Naito versus Evil, I'm going to agree with these guys, though. Naito needs to retain the title. He needs to have a real run with the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And then finally, we're going to do We're going to have to you to do this quick, Fridge. You got, okay. you got, less, than, you got less than three minutes All right. here. Oh, this boy. Is, this is where... This is where we're going to bring Armchair Booker's podcast to end this episode over to True Hill Heat. So my scenario, this is where this is how they do on the Armchair Booker's podcast. They come up with a scenario and he has to book it from the point to point. So I am giving you a gentleman that I like to call the aerial assassin, the greatest, one of the best wrestlers in the world, Will Ospreay. And okay. how will he return to New Japan Pro Wrestling? And you have to put him in a big-time matchup at the end in January at Wrestle Kingdom. In so what I would do? So he's currently not. So he's currently not. Uh, has he? Has he? Was he in the Cup? I, I, I've, I've no, missed his. No, he's he's under the travel restriction, so he's not able to come to Japan right now. So how does he return to New Japan, and how does he make it to Wrestle Kingdom? I think the best thing to do at this point is we need to make stars. And the best way to do that is we don't know when the travel ban is going to get lifted, but I would do this as a much shorter uh like a surprise booking so you can get excited right away uh let's just say we can make things happen in december um okada is kind of uh running chaos and everything is everything's going good uh i would say let's say he gets into trouble with i don't want to say lij let's just say there is a a a televised event where the uh bullet club comes out and uh, tries to mess with Okada again because they seemingly love to do that. They'll always love to pick a fight with Okada, even even when he doesn't have the belt. They're like, "What are you doing? We want to ma- we want to make your life hard." It's what they do. Uh, so Bullet Club comes out, and then all of a sudden, the uh, at at the at the entrance ramp, there is a hooded figure, and he's wearing a black and white robe, and you're like, "Oh no, what's gonna happen? This is not good." He reveals himself. It's Will Ospreay. He's in black and he's in black and white. Everyone thinks he's joined the Bullet Club. You can even <laughs> have his robe. You can even have his robe be a little skeleton. You can have a little skeletal. So he's just like, oh no, he's joined the Bullet Club. Runs in the way, r- runs in the ring. Everyone's like, oh cool, this is great. We got a new member. And then he starts kicking the shit out of everyone because he's got that new heavyweight mask. The kid is yoked, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and he needs to show it off. I, I, w- I would honestly do a Stormbreaker on Tungaloa. Just show how beefy you are. 
And then you think everything's great. Bullet Club's left the area. Okada's just like, thank you, old friend. Thank you. And then what is what does Osprey do? He he uh, he rainmakers Okada. Mm. And, so, and he stands over Okada and he's just like he's and he's just puts his hands over. I would go to the I would go to a backstage interview after the fact, and he's just like, I was away, I had a lot of time to think. Before you even ask me a question, I'm not joining Bullet Club because there's already a better group in New Japan, and I'm a part of it, and that's chaos. However, I think it's time for some new leadership. And then what you have is then you have Will Ospreay, Goat, Okada into a match at Wrestle Kingdom. Not any like weird stipulation of if I beat you, I become the leader of chaos. Because that's not what it's about. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to prove to you that I just came up to the heavyweight class and I'm better than you. I'm better than the best heavyweight there's ever been. And that's how I would that's how I would just put it. It's just it's just a young lion, to use that phrase, wants to challenge the big alpha. That wants to challenge the big lion, take his shot. As he reached uh, the the heavyweight weight class, That's uh, how do I don't, I, I don't, don't, don't give a lot of credit to fan booking, but this is why this man is your armchair bookers podcast predictions champion. This is why he is an armchair booker because this man is talented. I did not tell him about the scenario before we recorded. You, you, I, you guys, if you got in the comment section or your theories, this man just came up with it with a three minute time limit. That was impressive. <laughs> Thank you. So let's wrap things up on this edition of true Hill heat, true Hill heat. 82 fridge tell them where they can find armchair bookers podcast and yourself on social media absolutely so you can find the show anywhere podcasts are uh if there is a podcast on your platform be it spotify apple we're there uh you can find us on instagram at armchair bookers podcast you can find us on twitter at armchair booker five because the five is an s because we're funny like that and uh you can find me personally on instagram booker fridge uh and where we can chat it up uh, i i personally cover uh nxt every week so you can tune into the wednesday night wars episode we release every week thursday and you can come hang out with the rest of us you can come hang out with the fridge awesome awesome we are very happy that you were able to come on good brother and definitely if you haven't already go out of your way to check out the armchair bookers podcast they are true wrestling fans breaking down all your news and then the fridge at the end shows his talent as one of the best bookers in in the wrestling community so we got to plug our lineup for the YouTube channel right here. You got another huge episode of Wednesday Night Warriors that's right up on the YouTube channel right now where we review the final nights of both NXT Great American Badge and AEW Fighter Fest. Our latest Dark Side of the Ring Season 1 review for the mysterious death of Gorgeous Gino is up right now as well as an, an all-new True Rewind as we reviewed In Your House, The Great White North, which if you guys remember was voted the the worst in your house in history uh got up we are uh 
We get up to date. You can get all up to date on New Japan Cup 2020 and New Japan's new series, Lions Break Collision, with J News Japan, an all new Dark Power and All Elite recap starring me with Jimmy and Cash will be dropping this weekend. And you could check out Drop In this weekend as well. Me and J News will review the New Japan Cup finals as well as we will have a Tokyo Dome size pay per view roundtable for New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion 2020. As it be myself, Jay News, Romeo, and the Stat King reviewing everything that goes down as the biggest event for New Japan of the summer. Job Guy JJ, Miss Chrissy Love, tell them where they can find you on social media. You can find me. I'm the sensation Miss Chrissy Love. Uh, you can find me on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook, uh, Chrissy Love underscore or Miss Chrissy Love or just Crystal Lynch. And at Instagram, I am True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. Uh, on Facebook, you can simply find me as Justin Johnson. And you can find us True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Hill Heat. You can find me on Instagram at True Hill underscore Epic SP3. You can find our good friends over at Battle Club Pro over on Facebook as well as the Twitter machine and Instagram. And you can also subscribe to their YouTube channel uh, right here. And it's on our future channel section. Also on our future channel section is My Battery is Dying, the new YouTube channel <laughs> for Marcus Cash, as well as Jimmy Macaram's uh, YouTube channel. You can catch both of them on All Elite Recap, as well as our good friend Frisco Navarro, he has a vlog, a vlog YouTube channel. You can check that out. And Wrestling Travel. We will be on Wrestling Travel Lockdown Sessions. The three hosts of True Hill Heat was interviewed for that. That is going to be dropping very soon, so check that out as well. And you can listen to this podcast if you're on the run on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. So we want to thank you once again to our very special guest, Armchair Booker, podcast owned the fridge thank you so much good brother thank you thank you for having me it was a lot of fun for the princess of all the true hills miss christy love for our resident true hill alcoholic top guy jj it is me it is me your true hill phenom sp3 and we are signing off until true hill heat 83 we will see you next time